Well, hello, everybody. This is Craig. He's Craig, and I'm Nick, and we are Messer Brothers Presents. Welcome to the show today. We got a pretty nice day. Uh, it's been yeah. a gorgeous weekend. It has been. It was very nice. Too bad we weren't allowed to go anywhere. Well, I went to the lake. Well, you went fishing. Yeah, yeah. I did. Stayed active. Yeah, get outside and breathe. It was, it was as long really as you're nice. not around other people. <laughs> it was nice. Uh, I saw some reports that I saw on Facebook. Somebody posted that their neighbor was out playing basketball, and somebody called the police on them and said they were they were doing stuff they wasn't allowed to do. And was it kids? It was kids. Yeah, calling the police on children for playing basketball. I also saw the, the same guy posted that he's heard that. Uh, somebody's called the Buncombe County Sheriff's Department. There's been 50 reports filed of people doing things they're not supposed to do. That is Buncombe County, North Carolina, for those <laughs> of you who are not from here. Where uh, the wonderful city of Asheville is. But yeah, Don't be that person. I mean... Don't what be what we, person? The person that calls and says, oh, my neighbor's playing basketball yeah. they're not supposed to be. What? <laughs> I don't agree with that. And I, I mean, heard that... Uh, we live in Haywood County, North Carolina, and I heard there have been some people calling the county commissioners about people fishing on a boat, and they said the people on the boat weren't six feet apart. I'm like, <laughs> come on, people. Well, you know, every time you drive down the road, you're not six feet apart if you're driving with somebody else. Nope. So, unless you're going to sit in a car by yourself, shuddy. The grocery store, you're not six feet apart from the cashier. Nope. <laughs> I guess they're bringing those. What are them... One of them things called you, you squeeze and it closes on it. Yeah, you know, like the extenders, you can reach stuff on the top shelf. Like the little, little claw, claw thing? thing. <laughs> I guess you just go through using that. Like the one Doug got for his birthday? Yeah, on the King of Queens? Yeah, not this Doug. The yeah, King not, of Queens Doug. Doug. Kevin James. Kevin James, the <laughs> King of Queens? Yeah. wonder how he's doing with all this in Queens. <laughs> if he was real life. <laughs> That's a good show. Yeah, it is. Um... The best episode, though, is when <laughs> when, when they win that money. The money? Yeah. And Eddie you know, Money shows up? And then they, they, they don't know how to spend it, so they get Eddie Money to come. <laughs> I thought your favorite one was the Thanksgiving episode. Oh, that, well, yeah, that's the, it is. That, <laughs> or the Thanksgiving the, episode. I they're in the know. grocery store all Yeah, day. that's become a Thanksgiving tradition for me that I watch that episode. That whole series <laughs> is good. But the Eddie Money one went... <laughs> He's got Who Arthur. is this man? Who is this man? It's Eddie Money. Lou. Eddie Money? I want to know a Lou Money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, what other TV shows? What other TV shows? There's a bunch of a, TV shows. We need to do a top five TV shows one day. Top five? Yeah. One day. Of our opinions. What's your, Unless okay. you want to do it today. Not today, no. Okay, we'll do it next time. That's a lot of TV shows. Five? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking ten. Whoa. No ten. <laughs> I'd have to take time and write it down. Yeah, I could I can't even name five T V shows right now off the top of my head. Oh my, I can. That's been a love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes it has. <laughs> my wife doesn't get it. Oh, well, she never had TV. No, so they, she, she didn't have a TV growing up, huh? <laughs> then she married Craig and got TV. Yeah, she don't know what what to think with the TV in the house. Uh, the devil. <laughs> I'd be fine if I never watched it again. Yeah, not me. Goodness. Got to have my news programs. Yeah, because that's <laughs> all that matters. 
So what's going on? What's going on? All this stuff. Oh. Huh? Oh, yeah. Other sad news to report. Joe. Joe. Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie. Passed away yesterday of the COVID-19. Um, so two weeks in a row, we've had a country singer die. Kenny didn't die of this, though, but still. It's a sad loss. Uh, he's pretty pretty talented guy. Yeah. You go back and listen to him. He's got some good songs. He really does. Yes, he does. Uh, I saw him well, in Asheville did. one time. Free? Yeah, my grandma, uh, the the... Who is it? The uh, fire fireman. department. Fireman something. Something about the fire Organization calls and tries to sell tickets to different concerts they have to yeah. raise money. And they had a Joe Diffie one one time. So she bought tickets. <laughs> they, know, they, they don't even listen to country music. But asked me if I wanted them, so I took them. It's yeah. pretty good. There was a bunch of drunk people getting in fights, though, so I left. Where was this at? Uh, at the Civic Center. The firemen have a thing at the Civic Center? Yeah. Or what's it called? You bought now? tickets that one time? I bought one ticket and I didn't <laughs> even go. <laughs> to who was it? Steve Warner? No, Jamie. Mark Chestnut. Was it Mark Chestnut? It was Mark Chestnut, wasn't it? Man. He's good. It, uh, was it? I think maybe. Maybe it wasn't. James him. Michael Montgomery. John Michael Montgomery? Yeah, John Michael Montgomery. No, it was Mark was Chestnut. It? Mark Chestnut. I'm well, pretty fire? sure. Maybe it was. I don't know. I saw a video this I morning. Don't know. The uh, guy, the fireman who called me was very persuasive and I. Ended up paying thirty something dollars for a ticket and I didn't go see him. <laughs> for one year they called. I can remember this. They called and they were like, "Having a concert. It's gonna be Starship." And I was like, "Starship, Starship." Starship. And they're like, "Yeah, you know Jefferson Starship." And I was like, "Yeah, I know who that is." And they're like, "Well, they're no longer Jefferson Starship. They're just Starship now." And I was like, "Okay, no thanks." <laughs> so. They built this city. That's them, right? Was it? We built this city. Yeah, that's them. I thought that was a... Uh... No, that's them. Oh. Jefferson Starship. Okay. Or I thought they were Jefferson Starship. No. Not Am Jefferson. I right, Doug? Starship, right? Yeah, I thought so. Oh. Yeah, airplane. Oh, so they must just changed <laughs> okay. the name a lot. <laughs> uh, so you uh, might know them as John Cougar Mellencamp or John Cougar. John Cooper? Or... No, John Cougar. He said Pooh Cooper. Yeah, no, no, no. Cooger. He's okay. got multiple names, too. Oh. What does this have to do with Joe Diffie? I don't know. Nothing. Uh, anyway, Diffie, I've been listening to him some. Uh, yeah, John Deere Green. John Deere Green. Pickup Pick up man. man. Bubba Shot the Jukebox. Man. No, that wasn't him. Was it? Prop Me Up. Prop the Me Up. Bubba Side Shot the Jukebox. Was that Mark Chestnut? Man. Man. But I saw a video this morning. It was uh, Tracy Lawrence. Joe Diffie, Mark Chestnut. They used to they did a tour together a few years ago. I remember back it's been a while ago, I saw some music video with them guys out on a boat. They put out a song and they were on a boat. Those three. Yeah, I think it was. I don't know. I don't either. It's depressing. He was only sixty one. Sixty one. I read a thing, uh, George Strait released a statement on it, said he really liked Joe Diffie. So he was a good guy. I don't Ricky really Skaggs know. Skaggs too, he said he was a real good guy. I don't really know any of his songs other than his uh, radio hits. hits. Yeah. But I've been reading some things about him, and they say his some of his later career music was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's I have to go listen. Sad loss. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this thing is can kill you. Yeah. There's uh, complications um, from the COVID-19. Yeah. And I, just, and I read a thing earlier today that 
for those of you who know who John Prine is, yeah. he is not doing well. He has the coronavirus, and uh, it's not looking good for him. And he's very... Yeah, and he's he's had, pretty sickly anyway. Yeah, he's had cancer for several years. Yeah, he's he's not in a good place. So it's not looking very good for him. I mean, he's among a certain group of people is a huge, huge oh, deal. Oh, man. He's, um, for some, in certain circles, he is it. Yeah. He's as good as they come. Yeah, that would be a be a very devastating loss as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of you probably haven't heard of him, but he's he really is a big deal to a lot of people. Yeah. He's considered... Even for people who don't like that type of music, he's still considered a, a fantastic songwriter. Yeah. What's he wrote? What's some songs? I'm sure, unless you know him, you're not going to know any of his songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites is Illegal, Illegal Smile. Yeah. You can see me today with an illegal smile. <laughs> <It don't, laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. It's he a good song. Then he wrote that one... Uh, about the angels. What's it called? Angels. From Montgomery? Is that what it's called? Montgomery Angels? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I'll have to research it. I can't remember. Prime, he's influenced a lot of people. Yes, he has. He's a... Tyler Childers loves him. Yeah. He's a... Tyler Childers says he's a huge influence on his music. Yeah, maybe he'll pull through, but like you said, it doesn't look good for him. Nope. It's prayers to his family. Yep. And him. Yeah, his too. wife. Pray for him and his wife if you pray. Yeah, if you're praying. Because his wife is, uh, it's hard on her. So, that's depressing. A little bit of good news in the COVID journey. Uh, the FDA has fast-tracked and approved the cocktail of the malaria drug and the Z-Pack. So that's What's that? Be, uh, you know, the stuff they were talking about last week. That, well, what is this cocktail you speak of? Well, it's the mixture of the Z-Pack and the malaria oh, drug. Oh, so they're combining the two? Yeah, whatever. Oh. I, I can't. I haven't heard of this. You know, the whatever that malaria drug they were talking about last week. What's it called? Oh, I don't remember what it's called. I don't know what it's called. Hydroxychlorosorum or something. I don't, don't, I don't know. Don't be like, there's some guy I heard that he found a form of it in fish tank and drunk it and died. And I said, don't, yeah, I read he drunk a aquarium cleaner. Alive. Man, that, yeah, I saw that. Don't, don't do that. Um, but yeah, they, they're going to approve it. And they said they had another study out of France that said it pretty much did what the first study showed. So it looks it looks like a very promising treatment. It's not a cure, but it looks like it's a good... Let's hope um, A good thing. So. Well. Are you ready? Oh, let's get started. <laughs> are you ready? Oh, I got I got Ooh. another statement. Let's hear it. About sports. Oh, man. So ESPN News is airing all sorts of like classic boxing. When? I uh, I've been I've said it to record and I've got like ten fights right now. Man, I gotta come uh, over and you have to invite me over and I can watch them. I'm off work Fridays now for a yeah, few weeks. So. Okay. Hey. <laughs> as long as you're six feet apart. Oh, okay. Um, but I've I've watched I watched the other night I watched um, Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier. It's the third fight. Yep. And I, I wasn't overly impressed. <laughs> I really wasn't. <laughs> I know he's supposed to be the greatest, but Joe Fra- Frazier looks like a bulldog. Like he comes in there with a weird. He's got a weird style. But then um, Ali's just like dancing the whole time, Ali. which is what he done. But so I'm watching another one. I've not finished it yet, but it's uh, Leon Spinks Ali. Ali, what year was this? 
Oh gosh, seventy something. It was in the seventies, but 70s I don't something. know what year. But I mean, Spinks is like, I don't know. I like him. I would have been, I would have been a fan of him if I would have been around then, because he is like, he's just taking it to him. He's right in his grill, and, and Ali just keeps grabbing him. That's all I can do. He can't get a punch in. He's just grabbing. Mm. But I'm just a couple rounds in, but it's pretty cool to watch. You remember when we watched, uh, was that fight we watched? Wilder Fury? Yeah. yeah. After we watched that, a few days later, I, uh, I subscribed to a magazine called The Ring. Mm-hmm. It's a back boxing magazine. I still haven't even got my first step issue yet. What are they waiting on? I don't know. Call them. I'll have they to. They charge you? Yeah, I paid for it. Golly. I paid for like a year subscription. I've not got it yet. I don't know what they're going to talk about now that nobody's boxing. <laughs> That's probably why they're not saying it. They, they don't have any stories. <laughs> That's probably it. Oh, like a, <laughs> <laughs> so I just got, I ordered it at the worst possible the worst time, time in history. To order it. Yeah. yeah, that stinks. Well, I will, me and my wife and daughter have season passes to Dollywood. And, and they're closed. They're closed. I mean, we're going to lose a good two months, at least two months. I'll call them and demand a refund. I know they, they've sent out emails about that they are going to uh, do something for us. I don't know, you know, for the, all the... We'll give you a... Uh, they're going to do something, they say. We'll do something. See. 5% off a drink. <laughs> it'd probably be... It'd probably be a... Discounted rate for next season or something. Probably something, something like stupid that. like that. I'm hoping for a free Dolly concert. That's not going to happen. Or a free meet and greet with Dolly. That'd work. I'd be good with that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who bought a season pass. would <laughs> be a lot of people. Uh, your favorite place, Dollywood. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of theme parks or amusement parks. Parks in general. <laughs> Well, good. You can't go to a park now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> They'll call the law on you. Well. You ready for right, Craig. today's big story? Tell them all what we're going to be uh, so speaking So we're going to talk about another story that I learned about recently in my Unsolved Mysteries glory days. Glory days. Uh, <laughs> the disappearance of Tammy Lynn LaPert. Leopard. I don't know how you say her last name. Spell it for him. So L-E-P-P-E-R-T. Yep. <laughs> um, beautiful, beautiful girl. Uh, she was 18 at her time of disappearance. She was disappeared July 6th, 1983, from Cocoa Beach, Florida. And she was born February 5th, 1965. Yep. Uh, she had been a child, teen actress and model. Five foot four in height. Her first beauty pageant she was ever in was she was four years old. Four, so she That's had pretty young. So from four to eighteen, she had been in beauty pageants. Yeah, uh, she almost three hundred. Yep, beauty almost three, and she won the majority of yeah. them. Yeah, she won two eighty. Two hundred. Two hundred eighty of three hundred. That's all. Uh, incredible. A few of the ones she had won are the, she won Little Miss Firecracker and Little Miss Talent. And there's a 278 more that she won, but that's, that's the two that I know of. <laughs> that's just a taste of the <laughs> just, 280. There's yeah. 278 to go. Uh, she began, she had began getting into 
movies. Um, right before she went missing, she actually appeared in the 83 movie Scarface. Yes, and uh, she was born in 1965, and in 1975, the Orlando Sentinel, I think it's a newspaper. It is. Referred to her as Brevard's answer to Shirley Temple. Yeah, that's interesting. And everybody thought she was going to be a big star. Yeah. And she was on her way. As she was a little girl, she did more than just beauty pageants. Her mother said she had a lot of energy and she liked to use her energy and her... Uh, Aurora? Aurora? Is that the mm, name? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not essence. energy like uh, that. Like She was a very energetic young lady I guess. and had a big personality. And she was in girl. She was a Girl Scout. She took acrobat lessons, and she was a very outgoing girl. She was interested in a lot. It sounds like yes. And her mother, her mother's name was Linda Curtis, and she owned Galaxy Productions, and that was a agency. She was a modeling agent, a talent agent, and she was helping her daughter become a star. And from everything I've read, her she wasn't forcing her into any of it. Said that uh, Tammy loved every bit of it. She enjoyed her mother. She loved her mother. Enjoyed spending time with her mother, and loved doing the pageants. Everything. Yeah, they were very close. Yeah, she was very close with her mom. So you hear a lot about these young girls and teens who their moms force it on them. Think, oh, you're going to do this. Well, she thoroughly enjoyed it. So her mom wasn't none of those monsters that would be on all these TV shows? Well, not based on what I've read. The, the uh... What's it called? I don't know. What are they called? The one Honey Boo Boo started in. Dance Moms? Dance Moms. I think that's I it. I don't think that was her. Or Pageant Moms. I don't know what they're called. No. And, uh... <clears throat> and then, when she was a young, her early teenage years, she starred in a movie called Little Darlings. I don't know what that was, but she was in it. And in 1978, when she was just 15 years old, she became the face of CoverGirl. Hmm. So she that's was a big deal. Yeah, at 15, young. Yeah, I mean she was she was on her way. That's kind of like Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. <laughs> she was on CoverGirl, right? Pretty sure. Was yeah. she? I think so. I don't know. And uh, but she had dreams of moving to LA and becoming an actress. That's what she wanted to do. A lot of people thought she was just going to be a model, but she wanted, she dreamed of being an actress. And, uh, now that you bring up Brooke Shields, here's a little something about her. Yeah. There was a movie producer named Steve Walls. He said, he said, this is a quote about Tammy Leppert. Leppert. I don't know how you say it. Tammy. (laughs) He said, she would be one of the stars of the 80s and mm. would be as big as Brooke Shields, if not bigger, and she wasn't just another dumb blonde. Oh. He said, so he had a, he thought good things, he thought very highly yeah. of this girl. I mean, Brooke Shields was, that was real young when she started and then moved into, into uh, movies and stuff like that, so I yep. guess he, he correlated that, same as I did. It's and then uh, in 1983... She was 18. She had a role. It was a minor role. 
in a movie called Spring Break. Yeah. And she didn't have any speaking parts. She she played a character who was a participant in a boxing match huh. in this movie Spring Break. So uh, did she even fight? I don't know. Just a minor role. It was a and uh, she also I do know on the cover of Spring Break in the poster she was the uh, they had like a girl laying there in a bikini. Yeah. Um, yeah, it showed like her belly button down to yeah, part of her legs. Belly button through her legs. And that was her. It was, yeah. They used. Yeah, she was like on that. the. So if you ever see a poster of the movie Spring Break. Yeah. You're looking at her. Yeah. Part of her. <laughs> and then it's, uh, it's said that not long after she filmed Spring Break, she went to a party one weekend by herself. She didn't take any of her friends or anybody. She just went to a party. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Oh, you want to talk? You want to take it from here? Well, she went to the party, and it was a bunch of these movie folks, correct? Is that the same party That's you're not talking what about? I read about? No, different party. Well, you go ahead. It might be the same party, but I it might be. It just there was, it was a, a new a new group of people. It wasn't the people she normally hung around? But it said after the party, she came back home, and she was at the, she wasn't the same person before the party. Yeah, they say she was completely different. She was paranoid. And scared. Yeah. And uh, just acted completely I, shut off from the world. I believe, yeah, this party's probably the same. Because she yeah. she went on to go in and she became... She was in Scarface. Yeah. The movie Scarface, which was set in Miami, and as far as I know, filmed there. So she was from on, you know, Cocoa Beach, which is northern. The um, the party was was like a Scarface... It, it, she went to the party while she was filming or right after the Scarface, which she appeared in Scarface. She was a girl who, um, she was, her, her role was described as. You read she went to the party after the Scarface? Yeah, it was around the same period. I don't know. I think Scarface filming was after the party. Okay. Yes. So it was, she went to the party and they say she wasn't the same after the party. She was a completely different person, but she still wanted to pursue her acting career and her next uh, her next role was the Scarface role. Right. So it was not long after. Soon after the party, she went to film Scarface. Right. Okay. So never mind. Okay. I had the I had it backwards. Um. I know at the party, it's been said she something happened. Something happened. Um, and she did wasn't there with any of her normal friends. It was a whole different group of people, and we don't really know who. Nope. Like, there's not. Um. Like, you can't call her best friend or anything and be like, what happened to this part? Because nobody knows. Nobody knows. knows who's was there, who she was with, or any of that. Um, anyway, so after that, she went and she was in Scarface. And her role was as a distraction to the lookout car during a bloody chainsaw shower scene. Yeah, I've I not mean, seen Scarface, so I don't know. I've never role. seen it. I tried watching it one time, and I hated it. I asked a guy I work with if he Brutal. ever seen it. I said, have you ever seen Scarface? He said, yeah. And I said... You remember this uh, chainsaw shower scene? He said, "Yeah." Like, well, then you might have seen this girl, cause I, but I've never seen it. <laughs> um, I know after that she planned on going, moving to Hollywood officially. Yeah, I'll later in in eighty three. Just like I think it said, like a two weeks later, she was going planning on moving. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. real soon after this. Um, she had already landed a role in another movie. It was going to be well, I, I say movie. I don't. 
maybe more of a documentary like a, type thing. She was playing herself. Yeah, playing herself in a. It was going to be called Cover Girl Behind the Scenes. Yeah. So it was probably just a documentary. Yeah. Movie. Just. Um, so. I don't mean to say just a documentary movie. It, it was probably just it was a documentary. Right. Not like a <laughs> Hollywood production or. Right. Yeah. Something. I mean, it wasn't. A, it wasn't going to go to theaters. No. Um, I know. Her best friend, name is Wing, um, talked more in depth. You know, she was and totally was, different person. Was he a, he was a guy, wasn't he? Yeah, the guy yeah. Wing. And she, he said that when she came home, she came home after Scarface, the fourth day of filming, um, and was just, she wasn't supposed to come home that soon, but she did. Yeah. So, so she the, was really freaking out. Like It said she went crazy during a scene. Somebody was supposed to get shot and have fake blood come out of there where they were supposed to get shot at. And it, it sent her over the edge. And yeah. she came. It was only on the fourth day on set. She went home. Yeah. And when she came home from filming uh, Scarface, everybody kept asking her what was wrong, what was wrong. And eventually she told someone she was scared that someone was going to kill her. She wouldn't eat or drink anything that had been opened. And they this- said, why won't you drink it? I got to tell a little side oh, story oh. about this. Okay. Um, when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know what I'm going to say? I know what you're saying. I, and still today, sometimes I'll do this. <laughs> like, if I have a drink and I leave it in the car and, like, the window's down a little bit or the door's unlocked for some reason, I'll be like, I'm not drinking it or not eating it. Because <laughs> my grandma told me one time <laughs> that, if your car's unlocked or the window's down and you leave a drink in there, somebody might poison it and <laughs> kill you. <laughs> and so there's a little inside the other <laughs> The other day, I, this, this, even the other, okay, like two or three weeks ago, <laughs> my wife and I went to Target. Oh my God. And I had a drink sitting in the car. We went in Target. I told her to lock the door. She didn't. We got outside. The car was unlocked. And I freaked out because I wanted to drink my drink, but couldn't. Because I was pregnant with poisons. Uh, <laughs> we should do a whole episode on the Craig. <laughs> a case study on yeah. Craig? Yeah. Could be interesting. Okay. So back to our story. Back to this <laughs> they said that she wouldn't eat or drink anything that had been opened because she just thought it would be poison and someone was would kill her. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, I feel. And I then feel, uh, yeah, I feel, I've been and there. She kept locking herself in her room, and yeah. she wouldn't come out. And this is completely different for her because she was always very outgoing and extroverted. And then she became this kind of. She just kept to herself and stayed away from everybody. She eventually told her mother. Her mother kept asking her what was wrong, and she eventually told her when she was at that party that she went to by herself without any any of her friends. That she saw something that she shouldn't have. And it was something that she could get killed for. And she told her mother she had somehow stumbled across a big time money laundering uh, operation. It was money laundering and drugs. And she wasn't I would say that's something you're not supposed to see. And she said it was... uh, some prominent figures in this Brevard County, Florida, hmm. that 
said it was big time people that uh, you didn't want to mess with. Yeah. So there was a lot of cops and a lot of big time bankers involved in this operation. Hmm. And this is a quote from her it said, I saw something so horrible, I'm going to get killed for it. And then she told her friend, her friend was named Rick Adams. She told him about this, and he said that he didn't think she was crazy. And a lot of people think she got on drugs, and he said she never took drugs or alcohol. So he told her about it. I mean, she told him about it. And then... On July 5th of 1983, she and him got in the car together and she was worried, scared, and she ended up getting him to drive her to a place called Rock Ledges Evangel Temple. It was a church. And in the church parking lot, uh, she broke down, was crying, just tears pouring out of her eyes. Just, she was completely broken and she started praying. She was crying and praying in this at this church. She was scared to death. I can't imagine being her in this situation. And at this age, 18. 18. And nobody I mean, nobody knew what she was talking about. It right. was just what she said, I saw something. I found this money laundering thing, and she was so scared someone was gonna kill her. It got so bad that her mom uh got the sheriff to come to her house. And talked to her about it. But then when the sheriff talked to her, she denied anything and said, I'm not scared I'm going to get killed. Well, I mean, she, she said saw cops, these people and she said policemen yeah, were involved. She said cops were involved. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. how are you going to respond when, when yeah. that happens? And then not long after she talked to the sheriff, they were, uh, her mother and her were outside their house doing something. They're out in the yard and the wind blew slammed the door shut behind her, behind Tammy. It scared her to death. It said she went crazy. She went nuts, found a baseball bat, busted a window out in the house just so she could get back in and open the door. And uh, then after that happened, her mom had her checked into Brevard Mental Health Center. Yeah. She was in this health center, uh, mental health center for 72 hours, and the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with her. They said she had no drugs in her system, no alcohol, and they couldn't find anything mentally wrong with her, so she was released. So she she was had reason to be scared, apparently. Yeah, I mean, they she, said she had no mental problems. And nothing. She was just terrified. This. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then just release her. Yep. <laughs> I mean, what else can you do? I mean, really, mm-hmm. there's nothing. Um, nothing you can do. No. But yeah. Uh, Anyways, the day arrived, July 6th, 1983. Yep. This is what she was wearing. She was wearing a denim shirt with flowers on the front, a matching skirt, and sandals. And these are the last words her mom ever ever heard her speak. She said, bye, mommy. I'll see you in a little bit. And then she walked out the door. And she got, she had a friend named Keith Roberts. He got in a, or she got in the car with him. They had, they had planned on driving to Cocoa Beach. And now, like I said earlier, it was her favorite place on earth. <coughs> and 
But on their way to Cocoa Beach, they had an argument. And he let her out in a parking lot. Now, I read a few different accounts of this. And one thing I read said he let her out near the Cocoa Beach glass bank. That's uh, one count of it. And then another place I read, he let her out in an Exxon parking lot. And both of these are off of the A1A, State Highway A1A in Florida. So I don't know where he actually let her out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the bank, um, that's what I've always heard. Um, because they always talked about that big glass bank. The big um, glass bank. And seemed to play an importance of some sort. Um and I mean, she said bankers were involved. These bankers were involved in this money laundering. Yeah. So, so I, I think I think that's probably where he let her out. Could have been. Um, I don't know if he ever said where he let her. He just said a parking lot. Yeah. But I mean, that's it. Nobody ever saw her since, right? No. Yeah. I mean, I've not even heard but, uh, of... After, they did have proof that after he let her out, she made three phone calls. They had three phone calls between the time that she left her house... And disappeared. The first two phone calls were to her aunt. Her aunt's name was Ginger Kolsch. Ginger Kolsch. K-O-L-S-C-H. And her her aunt Ginger owned a costume shop in Cocoa Beach. And she called her twice in a row. But her aunt wasn't at work that day so she left probably her probably trying to get her to come pick her up yeah said she she left her aunt two urgent messages mm. but she wasn't there so she couldn't get a hold of her and then she ended up making another call to a friend named Ron Abels he owned a video store but he wasn't at work that day either what are the odds so she called two people made three phone calls and couldn't get a hold of Either one of the people she was trying to get. I mean, it's just and bad luck. As far as we can tell, Keith Roberts was the last person who had ever seen her alive. Right. And her, uh, her mom claims that Tammy had told her she was afraid of Keith Roberts, and she still believes that Keith Roberts had something to do with her disappearance. Yeah. But, so... Mm. That's about all I have. That's yeah, all I, mean, I could find. She's literally gone. Uh, I know that. So that, that's all I have up to her disappearance. Right. She called two people. One was her aunt. One was her friend, Ron Abels. But, and there's a statement from her friend, Ron. He said he wasn't surprised to hear of her disappearance. According to him, Tammy's mother was very aggressive. He said he didn't know how to put it other than, he said, let's just say aggressive. She was rather aggressive about Tammy's acting career. And he just always, he always sensed there were some sort of tension, problem, and problems between Tammy and Linda. But he was the only one I've, I've read, I've heard of who said that. Everybody else said they got along great and loved each other. But he said there were problems. So that's just his account of it. His account, yeah. But Linda's aunt, Ginger, said that Tammy loved Linda more than anything. And this is a quote from 
Ginger. It says, The only way Tammy wouldn't call Linda is if something bad happened to her or if she was under someone else's control. And the reason she said this was because some people made the statement, or not the statement, they may claimed that she just ran away. Right. They say she ran away, and Ron Abel says he wouldn't be surprised if she did, but Ginger said there's no way that would happen. You know, to that point, sometimes your friends know things that you won't tell your family. I'm not saying she ran away, but I'm saying maybe the relationship with her mom wasn't as everybody thought. Maybe it wasn't how her aunt thought. It may not have been. I mean, as, you know, it may not have been that. But I don't see why. We have no reason to believe that it was not good, though. I don't see why Ron Abels was the only one but to it, think this way. Yeah, that's he was, true. Everybody else says their relationship was great. Yeah. Unless it was but, a front. But I, but at the same time, more of our friends would have known. I think so. That it was that way than than just yeah. him. And um, but some people say she ran away. Some people say she had a mental breakdown because she was acting crazy. Yeah. Not I'm not saying crazy. Different than her usual self. Right. They say she had a mental breakdown. But I guess if she had a mental breakdown, she ran away. Or uh, and that's what they're saying. She had a mental breakdown. Don't know who she is. Yeah. I did read some people said that they thought she had amnesia and didn't know who she was or where she was from. And she just did. But it's hard for me to think that she could, even if she did have a mental break like that, nobody knew who she was or she didn't realize who she was. She was in Cocoa Beach, which was where she basically was from and was semi-famous. I mean, she had been on CoverGirl. She'd been in two, three movies at the time. People knew who this girl was. Yeah. She was in 300 pageants. Yeah, she's going to be seen. Yeah. Uh, Which blows my mind that this story doesn't have an ending. Well, the police, uh, police, the Cocoa Beach Detective Office, they had, they received two phone calls from, each of them were from the woman, the same woman. Yeah. And uh, they both said Tammy was alive. The first phone call said, Tammy is alive, she is well, and she will call them when the time is right. They didn't know what that meant. Well, anyways, they received a second call from the same woman, and it said, Tammy is finally doing what she's always wanted to do. Said she's pursuing what she's always wanted to pursue. She is going to school to become a nurse. Which we've never even had reference to before. And that's... This is the only person who ever spoke anything about her wanting to become a nurse. Yeah. And it's the same woman. She's same called woman. twice. Yeah. And the detective who received these phone calls was named Harold Lewis. Mm. And he said, after what he, the investigation he done, he has done, and after these phone calls, he said he had a gut feeling that Tammy just up and left. That's weird. He said that was his gut feeling. And the police department, they did whatever investigation they did, and they ended the investigation because they found no evidence of foul play. But from what I, my understandings, they ended the investigation pretty soon after they started it. It wasn't a very long, long wasn't a long investigation. No. Tammy's mother, Linda, 
She said the police should have pursued Keith Roberts further as a suspect. You know, I think it's pretty obvious they should have. Yeah, she I mean, he was the last known person to see her alive. She was supposedly afraid of him. According, her mother said she was afraid. Right. Of him. And. But if she was afraid she of him, had why a, would she have gotten the car with That's him? my thing. While well, get in the car with a man that you're afraid of, but they also was said to have an argument. He's, he he said they had an argument. He, the argument, according to him, the argument was this. The argument that he claims they had was she wanted to go to Fort Lauderdale to spend the, uh, spend the weekend with her friends. And he told her he's only going to Cocoa Beach, and that's as far as he could take her. He said she got, she went crazy. She went nuts, went hysterical, and said, all right, let me out here, and he let her out. He said that's what the argument was about. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. He said the, she wanted to go to Fort Lauderdale. He was only going as far as Cocoa Beach. I mean, so she got mom mad. she'd be back soon. Yeah. So he, It doesn't really add up. So, uh. Do we know for sure he let her out at this, somewhere? Did she, was she seen being let out of the car? No, he was the last one who ever saw so her. So literally, he says he left her, let her out, and that's it. He said, but he we do know she made the phone. Calls. She made phone calls, and they say the phone calls came from came a, from there. A payphone. Does that pay a payphone there at one of these spots? It just it said just, it came from a nearby payphone. Okay. Well, I know that they asked him to do a polygraph, and he refused. Which doesn't really, I mean, polygraph is not always necessarily factual. There are a lot of different. He claims that he did everything the police asked him to do. Oh. But the police say that... Police say he didn't. The police say they tried to get him to come in for interviews and he never came. He says they're making it... He says he did everything the police asked him to do. Well. Um, her belongings were left in his car, so her yeah, shoes, yeah. shoes and, and her, her purse, purse was still in his car. But there's really no evidence of anything. No. Uh, and police do believe that she did leave on her free will from him and that he didn't do anything to her. Because if she, she made, they know that she made the phone calls after she left her house. Right. So she had to be, when she didn't make the phone calls from his car. Right. So she had, she she definitely left his car. Yeah. Um, and she was alive. If only her aunt or her friend Ron had been at work that day, we this would be a completely different story. Yeah. Uh, I know at, at the same time, there was a serial killer running around the area. I mean, uh, Florida is somewhere he was. Um, a lot of places. I, I mean, not just Florida, but his name's Christopher Wilde. Christopher Wilder? Yeah, Christopher Wilder. Excuse me. Yeah, he had uh, he killed eight or nine women. Throughout yeah. his several different states. Yeah. Um, and he he did it by telling women, getting his car, he, he had modeling jobs. He said, I'll photograph you and you'll be on magazines. Yeah. Um, so that kind of... That kind of goes out the window for me because me, she was a model actress. She was she was on her way to making it. So yeah, why she, would she trust some, some creepy... Creepy guy who showed up and said, "Oh, I'll take pictures." She was already on Cover Girl. She don't need him. Yeah, she don't need him. So I don't believe that at all. I just know that's been theorized. But she's not getting in the car with this guy. To go take pictures. Yeah, but her mom not happening. Her mom did file a one million dollar lawsuit against him and his estate 
And then, but then she dropped it after he died because she says she never thought he did it. But he, uh, she thinks that the two of them met on the set of Spring Break when she was filming. And she thinks she just wanted him to give up information. She thinks she might have had some, information. some information. Yeah. But she said she don't think he had anything to do with it. So she dropped the lawsuit. And the police said they don't, they had no, they have no reason to believe he had anything to do with it. Yeah. And his first kill took place a year after she disappeared. Oh, uh, okay. That's in 1984. Yeah. So they don't. Probably wasn't. Nobody thinks he actually did anything. Uh, another active, violent rapist at the time. Rapist and killer killed over. He said he killed 30 women. John Brennan Crutchley. Crutchley. Um, and, we, you know, was very active in Florida in the 70s and 80s. But the police said he wasn't actually a suspect. Yeah. So, just happened to be around the same time. So. Um, and then, you know, you've got. That's it. That's the, that's that's the a, three that's been floated. Two suspects there was John Crutchley and Christopher Wilder. And they weren't actually. They weren't serious suspects. Yeah, they weren't really suspects. They, this were just, they were just killers in the same people. Yeah, in the same time period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not really related. No. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, um, you know, like you said earlier, could she be alive? They've never seen a body. Never found a body. Never saw any. There's nothing. So no evidence are, whatsoever. Based on what we've known here, what are the possibilities? I mean, the guy that dropped her off swung back around and got her. Keith Roberts. Keith. She's alive. She ran away. Ran away. Third, she did really see something, and she was somebody that knew she knew this stuff, saw her and picked her up and killed her. Or, I I mean... You or, know, a lot of people are sold into sex slavery. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what they did. I mean, she was, she's gone. I mean, she's, she's not in that area. She would have been found. She would have been recognized. Yeah. I think she would have been recognized if she had ran away. I hope she ran away. Yep. I'd be very For her nice. sake and her family's sake, I hope she just said, I can't do it. She's alive and well living her life. Yeah, that's But what I just I, don't believe that. I don't either. I think I think that he he dropped her off the glass bank. I don't think he swung back around Dean thing. No, the I most, think uh, that I did read this. I have read there are actual police reports. There were investigations going on in that same time period in that same area of Florida. There were FBI investigations into money laundering operations. Yeah. So, and that's what she said she came across. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think that's what it was. I think she saw something she shouldn't have seen, and I think they, <clears throat> she was dropped off at this place, and it just provided the perfect opportunity. Somebody happened to see that she was there, and they got her. Yeah, I think the, my theory is, she saw something she wasn't supposed to see. She found this money laundering operation. She claims that prominent figures were involved, including cops and bankers. And then she gets dropped off near this big glass bank. Yeah. So I think, I think she was killed to keep quiet. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. 
And if if that's true and cops were involved, they were the cops were the ones investigating it. Yeah. I mean that's the investigation was very short lived. Yeah. There wasn't much investigation done. No. Nope. Maybe there was you know, maybe if this was seen with fresh eyes at the time, they they should have brought I mean if the FBI would have brought in to do it, it'd probably had a different result. I don't think these cops did a thorough enough job. On I don't what, believe they did either. There, and I don't, I don't know if their her uh, mother or her friends even told them she was scared for her life that she had been acting this way. Yeah, because they did. From what I can, from the research I've done, they did nothing to dig into this money laundering thing that she claimed she saw that she was scared for her life for. They just, I, it just, I mean, it didn't, it wasn't reported. It wasn't something no. they took to them. Um, but yeah, so it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sad, very, very sad story and, uh, of a life that had a lot of possibilities and a lot of potential. And I'm not buying the, she just ran away. No, I don't think she did either. Cause unless her whole life was a lie, she was yeah. about to get everything she ever dreamed of. Yeah. Yeah. It she was on her way to making it. Everything would have had to been completely completely lied yep. about. Um, and I mean, if that, you know, say she had a bad relationship with her mother, which we don't believe, but say that was the case, she was about to go to L.A. She was leaving in two weeks from the day she disappeared. She was supposed to be in Los Angeles. You don't get farther away from from Florida than the other side of the country. Nope. I mean, you know, and, and, and I mean, that's a long, long way from and mama. Los Angeles and 1983 was a, it was a place to be. You had, it was a big time place. I mean, everything. And she was going to go there. Yeah. I don't believe she she just ran away. And there's no, yeah, she didn't just leave. Um, but yeah, I mean, big sunset strip. Sad loss. I mean, if she wouldn't have, if she wouldn't have died and she was going to be as big as they said, she, she, Pop culture from the eighties would be probably different with her with her being in it because she yeah. would have been a prominent figure. Um There are a lot of what ifs with this story. Yeah, a lot. What if her aunt had been at work? Yeah. What if her other friend had been at work? I, I think though What if people had taken her money laundering thing seriously? Yeah. And her Yeah. I think that the goal was them to get her and kill her though. And I think even if she would have got out that day and not got taken, she would have. Unless she did make it to L.A. and got away. So she had a three-week span or two-week span before she was gone that if she could have got through, I think she would have survived. But I think that they would have probably... I think their goal was to get her. And this yep. is just opportunity fell in their lap. I don't know if it was her goal, if it was their goal, or if it just... Just happened. It just happened. Yeah, the opportunity arose, yeah, and they just didn't and pass that may, it. Up. Maybe so. Tied as many loose ends as they could. And if he, she did get dropped off at this bank near this bank, I mean, it it might not have been a coincidence. Yeah, maybe she might have said she or he could have dropped her off there on purpose. Uh, yeah, or she could have planned it that way. So she, she might have decided to dig into what she saw. We yeah, don't know. That's true. And it got her kid. We don't know what happened. But I hope. I really do hope she's alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love for the truth to come out in this one too. Yeah. You know, the la- uh, all of these cases that you look into of unsolved disappearances or murders, you want to know the truth. But this has been one. This one and the Bradford Bishop one and the Zodiac. We've not talked about that yet. But that's three that I would 
give just about anything to know what happened. And uh, her sister, this Tammy, Tammy Lynn Leppert, has a sister named Suzanne Leppert. And her sister Suzanne has a active Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It's called My Missing Sister Tammy Leppert. Yep. So you want to, oh, I'm going to please look that up. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're look, still. Get on her Facebook and <clears throat> add her, follow it or whatever you do on Facebook. And she's out, she's still actively looking for her sister. Yep. Any information you have, she says she just wants to know if her sister is alive or dead and what happened. Anything. So just get on there. If anybody has any information, let her know. Yeah. And here's a, there's a phone number to call. Uh, here's area code 321. The phone number is 868-3251. If you have any information about Tammy Lynn Leppert, please call that number. That is the authorities in Cocoa Beach, Florida. They need to know. Yeah. So. I would if, love that uh, this one's a crack. Yeah. And if anybody <laughs> has any any information that we didn't mention on here that you'd like to share with us about this story, just let us know. Yeah. We might have missed something. Never yeah. Know. Just not information that could help find her. Just if yeah. you have that, look, call the authorities. Yeah. But, but anything about the anything case about that this that we should add. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. So normally we have a missing person, um, but we just presented you a big long case of a missing person. Um, that I would love to see resolved. I'd love to see her brought home in one shape or another. Bring some closure to this family. Yeah. Um, her sister that is still avidly looking for her sister. Um, so yeah, let's 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 find Tammy. Uh, yeah. Find something out. And um, look on our Facebook page. We're gonna post some pictures of Tammy when she was younger, back in her glory days. And they uh, there was a there are a few. Age progression photographs we can put up there. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think they looked that close to her. the The biggest one that I've seen that her sister has posted. I didn't think it does not look like what I think she'll look like. To me, it doesn't. doesn't. But but, you know, that's we'll put it up there in case it might look exactly like her, and you might know her. Yeah, yeah. So we'll put it up there. Yeah. So go check that out. Yeah. So that'll be posted. Well. By the you're time listening to this, it's to it. probably posted. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so uh, that's the that's all we have on Tammy Lynn Leppert. So, yeah. uh, well, uh, you have any closing thoughts there, Craig? Closing thoughts for today. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. Um, we, you know, we keep a track and we know how many people's listening each episode, and there has been a noticeable uptick in the past few days. And I want to thank you. If you've been with us from the beginning, thank you for being there. And if you've just now joined us, today's the first time you've ever listened. Thank you. Um, and uh, keep listening and yeah. tell everybody you can think of who may enjoy us and those who you think might not, because just tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, let's keep pushing it keep pushing it forward. Um, that's it. What about you? You have anything? Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I hope you don't give up on us. We've got some exciting things planned for the upcoming weeks and months. Yeah. We've got some episodes planned that we think you'll enjoy that <clears throat> I'm enjoying getting researching. It's going to be some good times coming up ahead. 
Maybe a big series coming up. Yeah, some series, <laughs> some awesome stuff. Keep you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, and uh, about this coronavirus thing, you know, just keep pushing, pushing forward because nothing lasts forever. It'll end eventually, and things yeah. will get better. Amen. So uh, that's all we got for today. We are Messer Brothers Presents. Oh, and if email us. Yes. The Messer Brothers at gmail.com. Yes, and it's your yep. thoughts, questions, concerns, yep, yep. comments, inquiries, anything. comments. If you want some, want us to speak of something, let us know. We, I mean, we've had people tell us stuff they want to hear, and we've done it. Yeah. So send us ideas. We will talk about it. That's right. Keep an eye out on our Facebook and our Twitter. We'll be having some merchandise coming up soon. Maybe, possibly. Maybe, possibly. Shirts, stickers, <laughs> koozies, hats. Yeah. So, uh. If you are interested in some merchandise, let us know that. Let us well. know, yeah. Yeah, tell us. Nothing's off the table. So, uh, let us know this stuff. Yeah. I'm Nick, and sitting over there on the couch is Craig. This is Craig. And we are Messer Brothers Presents. Thanks for listening. Bye.